Welcome back, Tampa Bay Cop Top. Season two. Episode four. Episode four, is this what we're on? I think so. Right. Well, the last one was episode three, so it only stands to reason <laughs> that this is possibly episode four. Fair enough. If you didn't tune into the fantasy show, I know my numbers. So, <laughs> numer- all into that numerology. Numerology is, uh, listen, we, uh, we had video for the first one. We did. We don't have video for this one because it's, you know, the set. we couldn't set it up properly. We're going to work on it. We're going right? to work on it. We're going to make it a three-person set. I'm David. Or I'm Jordan. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I looked at you, thought your name, said said your name. I'm Jordan. <laughs> I'm David. And we have... I'm Darius. We have Darius Parson. with us, who is a professional, unlike me and David. <laughs> so the quality should instantly improve. <laughs> <laughs> He's used to speaking on microphones. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't see, he did a Meet the Members piece for us on the blog, yeah, explaining really his history. He is new to the game. He's new to Liverpool. But that doesn't mean he can't join the conversation. Absolutely. I'm actually excited to have that perspective included. Exactly. Uh, he's unfortunately an Ohio State fan, but we won't get into that. Fan and grad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, I got the degree. Sorry. I got to throw that. Alma mater. Uh, <laughs> it's go, got some validity to yes. it. Go big, go big beans? Is that how it goes? <laughs> big nut, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Big beans, big nut. Whatever. As always on Tampa Bay Cop Talk, we will start with LFC Tampa Bay News. Firstly and foremostly, David, take it away. Halloween party, October the 19th. What, one week from today? So that was the day we're recording this. I don't know what day we're going to put this out. But it's this next Saturday. The 19th. Maybe, yeah, the 19th. Warming up for Manchester United the next day. We've got a big party at Pokies going on. Hope you can join. We're going to have a free keg of Yingling. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of free food. Several contests. Let's see, we've got a, a pumpkin carving contest. And I need to clarify here. Don't bring like a knife and a trash bag and start carving a pumpkin at the pub. Like this is my big fear is that people are just going to be showing up with like machetes. <laughs> like, don't bring sharp objects to the party. Just bring your pumpkin completed. Yeah. But uh, yeah, best LFC themed pumpkin. We're gonna do that. We got a costume contest. We'll be taking photos of everybody. Uh, we've got uh, what was the other one? Oh, the Stein holding contest. If you well. If you're not familiar with it, well, well, it's pretty easy to understand. We'll get you the rules when you get it. It's sort of an Oktoberfest theme kind of thing, but it'll be fun. You know, we'll call it like uh, Kloptoberfest. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I like you it. Yeah. yeah, I like Klop-tober, it. Kloptober, yeah. <laughs> Very spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to be like Scary Jurgen and yeah. just make like his craziest faces all night. Yeah. Someone uh, better show with a, par- a pumpkin with the boom face, but it just says boo. <laughs> There's the winning That'll idea, work. folks. I <laughs> could get you it. Early shout. Um, and then we're going to do like a couple of like eating contests. Not quantity. More of a speed type thing. It'll be fun. Trust us. Um, and then, yeah, there's prizes for every competition. We've got some really good prizes that the Rowdies gave us. We've got some that members have donated. Um, I'll keep them as a surprise. Yeah. Let's do that. Like, Show up. <laughs> but free, they're really good. Free food. I promise. Yingling keg um, for right. members. Yeah, yeah, it's a members-only party, so if you haven't got your membership, make sure you hit up the website, sign up. Uh, your shirts will be available, by the way, on October the 20th, the day of the United game. Don't ask us for them during the game. Do it before or after. Uh, whoever your point of contact at the pubs is, well, they'll have the shirts ready. They'll be there early. Just make sure that you get there early or just catch up with them after and pick up your shirt. But, um, yeah, back to the Halloween party. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we're really excited about this one this is the first of three member events this year we've got uh 
this one, we've got December 7th is your Christmas party over at Horse and Jockey, and then we're doing a big St. Paddy's Day, the day the Everton game, the Everton away at uh, London Heights. We'll have a big St. Paddy's Day party after that. So, um, yeah, make sure you're getting the most out of your membership with these events because yeah. they're going to be a good time. So October 19th, over at Pokies, that's where the Halloween party is. Yeah. Prizes, food, fun times for all. Dress up as something scary. I don't or know. something Liverpool. You could just be Mo Salah if you'd like. I'm, cons- just- I'm considering coming as Roy Hodgson as yeah. a Liverpool manager. Nothing offensive, though. <laughs> <you know>? uh, <laughs> Roy's pretty offensive. All right. <laughs> the other LSC Tampa Bay news, if you weren't there, we did have our uh, annual general meeting. Yes. What came out of it is that the State of the Union is good. Overall pretty positive. Yeah, so we've got we've got our, a little bit of money to spend this year. That's why one of the reasons we wanted to add more parties, do one at each location, you know, give you more bang for your buck on the membership. Um, what else did we talk about? It? You, you were there too. Uh, so we, we've, we're taking volunteers. Uh, you know, if you're interested in contributing to something, we had like 20 people uh, volunteer for social media. <laughs> um, I get it, but it's kind of like an area where we're not yeah. in too bad a shape. It's kind if of you a, look at the numbers, yeah. <laughs> we're in one of the, that's one of the areas where we actually kind of got stuff under control. <laughs> we need help with like reaching out, community outreach, community charity community outreach was a big yeah. one. Uh, events is, and actually we do have some more people working events now. So this is a really positive thing that's come out of it. I think that it will help our events massively. Got a web designer on board. Yeah, we got somebody going to help us with the website. I mean, I did what I could, but you know, I'm not. A pro- <laughs> it was quite the process to get us to where you could buy your membership online so we've got some pros coming in that are going to help us do that handle some of our uh our more technical issues and let's see here what else we've got um yeah i talked to a few people about doing philanthropic stuff there's some really good ideas being kicked around with that so i'm excited about to see what comes out of that and then i think that was it right Did we yeah that's about other? that's about yeah, a big part of the message was whatever you're good at Let's do that. (laughs) Help LFC Tampa with it. Yeah. Yeah. You just go. Oh, and uh, Ahmad and Sangar both uh, talked about doing student-related stuff. Yes. And so, yeah, I really like this idea of us reaching out to students, maybe having, like, a student membership or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, like, doing some things at some college soccer games, showing up at the universities to kind of, like, pitch ourselves. Because, you know, a lot of you college folk, I know you're playing FIFA. Yeah. I know you're watching the games. Yeah. Just come join us. Yeah. We can get you some pretty cheap beers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. I know that's what you're in it for. College ends, the frat bros, they all go off to the corners of their country, and you need that camaraderie. Where are you going to get Where it? Where are you going to get it? With us. That's right. And look, we're trying to win the ideological warfare here. Exactly. Do I have to? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. More than this being about sports If that means we have to get on TikTok and make one of you into some kind of weird character. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, last year I think I made it very clear on the podcast. I am not opposed to making myself a meme for the greater good of LC Tampa Bay. <laughs> so if any of you out there are in the same mindset, come join us. You know, yeah. We need all the help we can get. If you have special, like like Darius just said, whatever you're good at, man. Yeah, you can whatever specialized knowledge you can bring to the table, we would value it. So, yeah. Uh. Absolutely. So that, yeah, that's it. For Contact the, us if you're interested in getting involved and kind of t- tell us what you'd want to do. Yeah. That's it for the LFC Tampa Bay News uh, for now. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're cooking up things behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. There's, well, more, I, there's always some other new thing. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'll, I'll just say this because you did say it at the AGM. We are trying to push this Sunshine Cop thing. Yeah, yeah. So this is a, a Jordan and I's brainchild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about for a while. We want to do this statewide meetup. Um, I've talked to preliminarily with Miami, uh, the group that's in Fort Lauderdale, they're called like LFC Florida. Um, but it's Roy Yates 
guy that's been around forever, knowing the club. He's gotten legends over and all kinds of stuff. He's he's expressed interest in being involved. Uh, Tallahassee and Jacksonville are both committed to it. They're ready to go. Um, Southwest Florida is a small group, but I would actually be interested in getting them involved just to kind of like maybe help them grow. Yeah. Um, we've got, let's see here, Palm Beach is, is a maybe, and Orlando hasn't said anything. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I assume if, if things go right, Orlando will get involved yeah. at some point. There's so, a little rivalry there between Orlando and the Bay Area. Yeah, you know? and the guy, I think Orlando's president is a bit of an Orlando City fan, oh. so he might not like us. <laughs> <laughs> The but war, we'll see. The war on I four can pause. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, that's right. Where we 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 share this. Let's yeah. stay, <laughs> stick with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a big thing that we're trying to get done. You know, Florida's a bit unique in that it has eight OLSCs or mm. eight groups that are trying to be OLSCs. I think six currently are. Yeah. So um, we, as as far as states go, like it's a red state. Yeah. I mean, in more ways than one. <laughs> 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 but it is it it is very much a Liverpool state, and we could do something unique. Yeah. We we see the potential of it, and so we're trying to plan events that would go along around this. And it's going to be in the spring sometime. And I haven't said too much about it because it's kind of don't count your chickens before they hatch kind of thing. Yeah. But we're we're talking with some people that if they get involved, um, would make it very special. It would make it very unique and very special, and it would just be one of these things like you. Yeah. It, it could become an annual thing, especially because we'd like to do like a five-a-side tournament where there's like an entry fee that goes to charity. We'd like to do like a, a concert, a cookout, stuff like that. Yeah. Just like really make it a, a fun weekend around a big game at an important time of the yeah. season. So Once again, if you have any experience yeah, in these have, type of things. Yeah, if you've set up large events, if you have connections with hotels or transportation, these are things that we really, really need. Um, you know, from We can handle like the marketing side of it. But in terms of the logistics, this yeah. is all kind of new to us, and so experienced hey. heads prevail, right? Like, we're you morons. tell us what to do. We're morons. <laughs> we're morons. We need help. We're we're promoters. <laughs> we're not necessarily yeah. on the back end. So uh, I'm, re- I'm really good at showing up, watching the football, breaking it down, talking about yeah, it. Yeah, putting getting stuff. other people talking about it. <laughs> but most other things, moronic, <laughs> borderline idiotic, and whatever's below that. Count me well, in. Well, don't say that. We're going to start our, <laughs> uh, our expert subject show at some point. You yeah. Know, yeah. And you're going to talk about poop in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things I'm an expert at and some things I'm not. But we, once again, we need help. All the help we can get. Listen, in the, in the mold of keeping with Liverpool as the club, it is a community effort at all times. At all times. And we need – and, like, look, we always talk about the family vibe, right? Like, what makes us different from, you know, the other groups that are just people who show up at a bar, drink beer, and watch games and go home. It's this. It's it's getting involved in things. It's organizing things. It's thinking about, you know, it's always thinking about what's next and how do we get bigger and how to get new people and welcome more people into the family. So that's what we're working on. Yeah. So, yeah, if once again, we just need help. Reach out if yeah. you can. Yeah. If you got something to contribute, we want to know. So, we've arrived. We will now review the last window of games, which sees the most important thing being Liverpool top of the league. Liverpool. Top of the league. <laughs> They're full, They're full, top, top of the league. league. Hey. <laughs> and 100% record. Oh, man, that's crazy. I mean, look, as far as, like, I don't know if you guys read the piece I read for, or wrote for yeah. Redman. But that's why I was like, in terms of, like, if this was a fireworks show, we just launched the space shuttle to start it. Like, yeah. I did not see this coming. I didn't think we'd have eight wins from eight. Mm-hmm. That, I thought, okay, if we're level at this point, positive. I think we'd be eight points clear of City. 
I didn't think they'd struggle as bad as they have. So this has been absolutely brilliant. I mean, I think the main thing is that it's been in all kinds of different ways. You've seen the dominance early in the season, and then you've seen the games where they need to grind it out. Yeah. That's what a championship is made of, yeah. winning in all different kinds of ways. So, yeah. I mean, no one wants to get too far ahead of things, but as far as the first you know, couple of periods have gone, it's been exactly what you could ask for. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want perfection, we could have won every game 3-0. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I almost don't want to do it that way. That's not the <laughs> Liverpool way. No. Well, I mean, there was something very... Uh, Remin- like I was reminiscing when we went 1-1 with Leicester City to all those times where we'd be up 1-0 or even 2-0 in games and we'd get clawed back 2-2, yeah. you know? Well, no, and, like, you could sense panic, yeah. like, amongst ourselves. Like, even at the pubs, mm-hmm. there'd just be, like, this tension in the air. Like, everybody's kind of freaking out, waiting for that second. Yeah. And now we go up 1-0 and everybody's like, all right. Yeah. Cool. But you think back to even <laughs> last year with Arsenal and Chelsea being a couple of draws early on. Those are now games that Liverpool... You, you expect them to win. Yeah. Yeah. You expect yeah. those to be wins. Even on the road at Stamford Bridge, no, they got this. And I love, like, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but, like, I love the problem-solving, like, the way that they're just like, okay, mm-hmm. this team does this well, so we've just got to do that better than them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we can play your game. Yeah. It was funny because, like, I think it was, like, when Klopp first signed. Remember what he said about, because you look at the squad that we had at the time. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a Joe Allen and all these, like, you know, random guys in it. And, like... What he said was, "Is we don't, we're not the best team, but we'll just drag people down to our level and then we'll beat them at our level. Yeah. So we tried that. We did that. We were all right with it. But now we're at this place where he's like, all right, instead of dragging people down to our level, let's just go to their level and beat them there. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? He's, like, yeah. he's made the team so flexible in what they can do. Yeah, what do you want to do? Do you want to sit in? Okay, we'll play the ball around you. Oh, you want to come attack? Then we'll play. Ca- like, Lester, to their credit, came out and played us. Tried to play us, and what ended up happening is now we're playing balls in behind Asadio Mani on the counterattack for goals. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple weeks prior, we what Sheffield United? Oh, they're going to sit in, mm-hmm. and we can break that down. It's no longer a case like Klopp's first season or his first full season, where teams figured out, wait, if you just pack in the box, they can't score goals, yeah. and we struggled with it. Now we're whatever you want to do, like you said, we'll go to your. What kind of game do you want to play? Pack it in. We're, we'll send the ball into the wide areas, and then we'll ship Virgil Van Dyke at six foot four, and you can see if you can mark him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or come out and play us. Yeah, or try or, to keep the ball and we'll let you have it. Or Trent will just curl one in from the edge of the 18-yard box if you <laughs> yeah, like. Exactly. That's fine. Whatever you want to do. <clears throat> yeah, it's not – the typical Liverpool now isn't the one, oh, typical Liverpool, we were up 2-0, now we're going to lose 3-2. It's typical Liverpool, it's 1-0, and now – Typical Liverpool was a Salzburg game. Yeah. Like, start out brilliant, <laughs> let them back in, and then finish it off. So right. Salzburg, for me, <laughs> what Salzburg was, was our repentance for Barcelona. <laughs> right? Like, we get Barcelona, okay. right? But we got to get that back. Like, the, the yin and yang of the yeah. universe has to balance out. So they gave us – we went 3-0 up, and they drew us 3-3. And that was going to be the story. But then John Marsh went to the away end and celebrated, and Anfield said, well, you fucked up. How <laughs> dare <Jesse> – <laughs> Yeah, Jesse sorry, Marsh. Jesse Marsh. I'll, I'll tell you what the Salzburg game was for me. It's like when you are playing against someone who's not on your level, no matter what the sport, even if it's in video games, no matter what. When they catch up to you and they get the score even, it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to turn on the switch, and then you go beat them. Yeah. That's what Liverpool had. They yeah. had that extra yeah. kick in them where they knew they had it. It's like, all right, I guess we got to try now. Yeah. And they went and got the game. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what it was. I've seen that out of them this year where yeah. in years past it's like, yeah, you don't have that extra capability where now 
when they need to go to it, they got it. Killer yeah. instinct. Yeah. Killer we, were, instinct. we were a five-speed transmission for a long time, and now we got a six gear. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Put the Hemi in there. You like that reference? Yeah. Hey, know. man. We're all, about, we're all about strange metaphors here in LSC Tampa Yeah. Tune into the fantasy show to see what I mean. <laughs> Numbers never lie, guys. Numbers never lie. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, yeah, I mean, the, the killer instinct and, and uh, yeah, like, to go in the past, if we got drawn to 3-3, everyone's heads would have dropped and people yeah. like, even Klopp said about the Leicester game. Yeah, in the no, past, was... when it went 1-1, half the stadium would have left to beat traffic, like, oh, whatever. We, or, or just gotten down on the team. Yeah. Everybody would have kind of, like, been, like, screaming at the players, saying a lot of negative stuff. You don't see that as much now. Yeah. Oh, it's, so. it's more than just a belief, too. It's an expectation yeah. that they're going to go and get the win. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to do it. They're going to do it. <laughs> I mean, right after they scored that goal, the immediate reaction from the crowd is to go, Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool. and yeah. like just to get the lads up. Like, hey, we're okay. going to do this, lads. Like, just you got settle. this. Yeah. And even if it takes – listen, people, we're now doing what City did last year that drove us crazy. Yeah. Just scoring winners against yeah. all odds in situations that what the hell. Like, someone – all Brighton tackles or easy from behind. The ball goes in the box. And then instead of just booting it into touch, he tries to turn around and play it but gives it to Mane and then steps on his foot and it's a penalty. Yeah. That series, Which, by the, the way, I'm sorry, but even the announcer at the time, who had been talking trash about us like half the game, he's like, it's a penalty. penalty. Yeah. It's a penalty. You can't stand on someone's foot. Or you can't – like, look, I understand that he, like – probably could have kept going but we say it all the time you feel the contact in the box like if he doesn't go down he doesn't get the call yeah so he goes down until you can't they've got var they reviewed it var heads all right (laughs) until referees start awarding fouls in the box without the player going down the player has to go down he's got to go down yeah so until like for instance mo salah gets mauled in the box and he doesn't go down he has a shot until the referee goes actually i don't care that he stayed up it's a penalty until Her- that happens well like in like half of lfc twitter's been pointing out cuz like harry kane got a pk off a dive yesterday or something yeah. and they're like and the announcer goes he's won that through experience yeah. it's his experienced head and they're like okay so when he does it it's experience when mane does it it's cuz he's a fraud well if, if <laughs> everyone everyone knows you can only accrue experience if you're an english footballer yeah yeah otherwise <laughs> If you come from outside the island, you're a fraud, cheating bastard. <laughs> and how dare you? Unless, of course, you're on Manchester City or United, in which case mm. you're just cultured as a footballer. <laughs> there's there's a whole bunch of – listen, folks. It, like, Dar- I'm just explaining to Darius. You might be new to the sport, but there are qualifying things for every different club. Oh, yeah. And no matter what Liverpool does, it's cheating. <laughs> like, it's 100%. Yeah. No matter what we do. I, I've, I've heard of how Liverpool cheat all the time and uh... – Proper football man is something that's come up about how uh, you just don't understand it. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Liverpool, you guys don't do it right. <laughs> Everyone else is right. You guys are wrong. You scouts, just get out of here. Yeah. Oh. But anyways, continuing on with our review, one of the things that we learned out of this is that Adrian might be the greatest backup goalkeeper in the history of backup goalkeepers. Dude, he's been solid. Like, <laughs> I like. I know he's got a he's got a little bit of a gaff in him every night. Like, just he's got one a game, one mistake a game. Yeah, yeah. Where he's gonna just do something inexplicable. And the main question about that mistake is, does it end in a goal? That's it. Because yeah. if it doesn't, we're okay. No, but he's made some incredible saves. He's given us comfort at times where like. You know, Minule would not have been able to do that. Yeah. He can come off his line and make a play. He can get up in the box and win the ball in the air. God, dude, he's been – if you told – like when Allison went down, we were not thinking, oh, it's it's fine. Yeah. No biggie. No, it was, it was over. It was we over. lost the greatest goalkeeper in the world. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. 
And people were like, I, I heard somebody like on Twitter was like, well, Liverpool have been really lucky with injuries. I'm like, we're missing the best goalkeeper on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? We signed a midfielder for $40 million, and then he tears his ACL <laughs> at the end of the season and yep. sits out a whole year. Yeah. Adam well, Alana just can't get fit. Ever. Jordan Henderson had plantar fasciitis for like two whole seasons. Joel Matip got hurt. Yeah, Joel Matip. Joel gets... Gomez had his leg snapped yeah. last year. Yes. Yeah. We're the most lucky with injuries, yeah. obviously. Okay. I guess, we never have I any. guess just because Van Dyke's never gotten hurt yet. Like that's or the... I think the big reason is because the, the front three have generally been healthy. Yeah. Aside from, you know, that time we did that thing against Barcelona without Bobby Firmino and Mo Salah. Yeah, was or how thing. about last season? Mo Salah... <laughs> Tore his, or not tore, but strained his hamstring, and Mane went on a string of 10 matches where he scored a goal. Oh, yeah, there was yeah. that, too. Mm-hmm. So. But we're really fortunate with injuries, yeah. you know? It's not the class in the side. I mean, <laughs> City's, City's not fortunate with injuries, and we're not seeing how fortunate they've been with the fact that they lose one center back and now can no longer defend. But, <laughs> you know, narratives, you know, they're yeah. there for a reason, right? Next up, we, we said it last year. It kind of played out. He was co-lead scorer of the league. But now it's kind of playing out at the beginning of this season. Mane, golden boot. Mane's kind way. of laying down the laying down a marker to the rest of the front three and kind of trick, making the claim that he is the guy. Yeah, I we've we've talked about this before. Where I think he's more important than Salah, and you have to like. I hope Sadio Mane retires or a red because him and him and Bobby like create and just do so much work against Leicester. The way he was getting back. Yeah. Like, they were putting Trent for- way forward, and Mane was covering a bunch of defensive ground. He put in that slide tackle in the box that yeah. was gangster. Yeah. I, was just yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, bro, Mane is <laughs> on it today. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm like, he can do that, and then he can stun you with, like, yeah. s- just incredible goals. Yeah. And ah, he's, he's I almost won a free book, too, by the way. Oh, really? On Twitter, yeah. I entered yeah. this thing, and it was like, it said, predict the first goal score, the final score, and the time of the goal of the first goal. I said, Mane on 27, we win 2-1. And oh. some guy said Mane 2-1, and he said it was uh, 38th minute, and it was the 40th, so I lost. Oh. I lost the tiebreaker. Oh, <laughs> the time tiebreaker. But, yeah, man, he's... He's been putting in the shift in the early season, uh, that Sadio Mane. And at the end of last season, he was definitely crucial to most of the things that we did. Um, (laughs) He was was the main main guy in the the three in the Barcelona game, as you pointed out. And though he didn't score, he set up the first goal. Lionel Messi voted for him. Yeah. I'm just saying. Listen, (laughs) Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo both put Sadio Mane as their best player in the world. And that's all I need. That's it. That's it. The and best players in the world think he's the best player right? in the world. So I and don't it, really care what Andy Gray thinks. And, it had, <laughs> and, and we 100% can rule out the fact that they both voted for him so they didn't have to vote for each other. Like, that's not what happened at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> they genuinely feel that Sadio Mane oh. is the best in the world. And that's yeah. all we really need to know. Um, Plus, Ronaldo's never voted for Messi. Yeah, no, they. I don't think either of them have voted for each no, other. Messi's no, voted Messi's for voted Ronaldo. for Ronaldo in a couple different. Oh, games. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, the last two years in that same thing. So. Oh, Ronaldo, stay petty for the rest of your life. Let <laughs> <laughs> you no other way. I can't wait till he comes to the MLS and it's oh, him yeah. and Zlatan just being petty to each other. I can't wait till he's in the MLS in Miami playing on a toxic waste dump site. <laughs> His uniform is just speedo bottoms and, uh, and a and speedo, a, pink speedo bottoms and a cut off halter top, <laughs> and that's what he just plays in. <laughs> 
No socks, no shoes, just that. Oh, that that logo with the electric pink. I'm like, oh, this is so Miami. It's, it's, so, <laughs> it's so Ronaldo, too, right? Like, it's just perfect. It's, made, it's a match made in heaven. Next up, because we did, our, my favorite player of all time, Joel Matip, did pick up a little knock, and so we got to see Gomez and Lovren come in. Can you, can you do the song real quick again? <laughs> he came on a free straight from Germany. Matip, 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 Matip. He's six foot five, yeah, he's big as a fucking tree. Matip, 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 Matip. Learn it, folks, because when he scores that next sponge header, we're singing it. All three pubs. It's to the tune. It's to the tune of "Always Look on the Bright Side of Life" from Life of Brian. That's right. Um. So yeah, this it's a it's a classy tune, you know. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I, I love it. We, uh, we need our own tunes sometimes. Yeah, this is an original LFC Tampa Bay original. I, I'm planning a trip over. And I'm gonna, what, in the second half? Yeah, and I'm going to go into the Anfield pub right across the street from Anfield. The and park. I'm, and I'm going to sing it until they start singing it. <laughs> I don't care if I get booed and booted out. You stupid yank with your dumb chants. I've seen you on the internet with your Bobby chant before. It was shite. You did make the telegraph. So. <laughs> It was shite. How dare when you? When the Telegraph shared it, I was like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought it was going to catch on, yeah, to be honest hey. with you. It's, it's a good song. It's just that the song that came up with Bobby's just a yeah, lot better. No, but the, one that, the one that we got might be one of the best ever. But yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, lot si better. Si Senor kicks it. Okay. Yeah, si Senor definitely whoops my chance. But, but now I've taken a premium on this, on this Mateep chant. No one else has come up with anything. And no, one's been, all, no one else is even talking about a Joel Mateep chant. And I've been told that... The only way I can get a chant going is if I'm in the pub. So I'm going to go to the pub before the matches that I go to, and I'm just going to chant it straight through the whole time. <laughs> are you going to are you gonna have backup, or are you going solo? I'm going with the bud. I'm going to teach okay. him the song. I don't need backup. No shame <laughs> here. <laughs> Public embarrassment, kind of a drug for me. <laughs> kind of like it. I think you may need to like record it, put it out there a little bit before uh, you yeah. go over. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You know, yeah. I should get a. Pro- we're in the studio. I get a professional recording of it. Exactly. I get a boombox. Dude, if you yeah, get yeah. two hits in one year with the pizza song and Joel, <laughs> <laughs> like we would basically just put out an album of just these. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm on my way to a million dollars, so don't don't worry about it. Okay, <laughs> I got the songs up in here. But anyways, Gomez and Lovren come in serviceable. Now neither of them lit the world on fire, but it plays to the point that we learned with Joel Matip. Hey, minutes and legs does wonders for a guy's performance, yeah. especially at center back. Dude, everybody was crapping their pants about Dejan Lovren starting against Leicester, and I'm like, all right, just for a minute, pretend that the Spurs game didn't happen. Just pretend that, and that, by the way, it was two years ago, but let's just pretend that it didn't happen. The rest of his body of work that season was fantastic. Yeah, We went to a Champions League final. Mm-hmm. We finished top four. He was a quality. Him and Van Dyke were looked yeah. amazing when we first put them two together. Okay, then he goes to the World Cup final with Croatia. Mm. This isn't a coincidence, folks. <laughs> He's pretty damn good. Yeah, he was Klopp's first choice as a partner yeah. for love uh, for, to Van Dyke yeah. before he got hurt against uh, Wolves in the FA Cup last year. Dejan Lovren playing professional football is not anything to freak out about. Yeah. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm looking at people, I'm like, calm down. Is I'm that- turning into Brian. I'm yeah. like a, a Dejan lover and apologist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've, I've criticized the guy before when he deserved it, but I'm like, he's still a perfectly good fourth-choice center yeah. back, which, by the way, is what he is. Yeah. And look at the performance he put in on Saturday. 
calm, cool, collected, did what he had to do, wasn't at fault for the goal. No. Didn't put us in any dangerous positions. Played as well, if not better, than Van Dyke. Yeah. There was a couple. I think on the goal, Van Dyke even played on it. Uh, yeah. The key pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and no one says anything about that, of no, course. No, we all let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that we should, like, hound Van Dyke for it. No, but not at all. No. It's this, it's this weird thing that always happens with players. It's like this amnesia that goes on within mm-hmm. our fan base. Well, no, like, and, like, he's, first of all, he's a defender. And second of all, he's played a lot of professional football in his life. If you combine those two things, at some point you're going to have a howler. Yeah. You're going to play awful and give up a bunch of goals, and it's just going to be look like trash. Yeah. It's you inevitable. You're, it's just like as a defender, you play long enough, you will, I promise, score an own goal. You draw a line right down. <laughs> you take the formation, you draw a line right down through the middle. The players in the front half of the field can make all the mistakes they want because there's yeah. no consequence. They make mistakes constantly throughout the game, yeah, and no, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> next, next match, count how many skied and missed shots and scuffed shots and bad passes there are from the front and compare it with how many mistakes are made at the back. Yeah. It'll be outrageously. How many clearances yeah. and missed tackles are there? Yeah. It's it'll be a much lower percentage. Yeah, it'll be way more in the attacking end. It's just that the, the consequences of a, of a mistake up the pitch are not as dire as a mistake at the back end because they result in goals, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's easier to, to latch onto the mistakes at the back. But legitimately, I would. I would venture to say that in his career, Lovren has made less mistakes, crucial mistakes, than Mo Salah has. Yeah. No, that's, oh, that's, that's, fair. that's fair. Absolutely. So, like, you know, give the guy a break. And here's the thing. Like, we saw it with Matip. He comes in. He's a little shaky at first. But then once he gets a couple matches under his belt, class. Yeah. And so if Go- Gomez comes in, he's not as, as good as he was. And that, everyone doesn't – it's not the same Joe. It's something wrong. Well, just – he needs some time, man. He's been out for a year almost like, now. Yeah, he's been absent for a while. We have options. That's the thing. And yeah. they can play. This is what depth looks like. Yeah. <laughs> they can play average and still be good enough to win. Yeah. Which is what everyone wanted, right? Like, yeah, oh, we, we always said consistency, consistency. And it's like, okay, well, we're going to replace a guy that's in world-class form in Joel Matip with Dejan Lovren. And you didn't notice. Yeah. You didn't notice a huge fall-off. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. went from probably being a team that could win every match 3-0 to a team that could win every match 2-1. Plus, Tom and I were desperate for a reason to sing the Dejan Lovren yeah. song. <laughs> oh, that one, if you don't know, folks. Dejan Lovren, baby. Dejan Lovren, oh. <laughs> See, Dejan, this is, this is what Elsie Tampa should do. All the players that don't have chance, we're just going to make chance for them. <laughs> Well, we need a James Milner chant. (laughs) Well, Tom's got one of those, I would run 5,000 miles. Oh, yeah, 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 that's a good one. (laughs) And then instead of surrender, his Ribena, Ribena. (laughs) Tom's Tom's got him. The Divock Origi chant to I Dream a Genie. Oh, yeah. Divock, Divock Origi. And then at the end, when you do the... It turns into ESPN. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You sing it when you know he's going to be on the top ten. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, but yeah, so hey, look, we have depth. Yeah. There's whole discussion in the offseason. We need to sign someone. Shakiri can't get a game. That's how deep we are. Yeah. (laughs) We need to sign someone. We need to sign someone. We can't keep pace. Oh, wait a second. We are the pace. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We are the ones who knock. We are the pace. (laughs) But there, a, there's bad. always going to be a desire to keep up with the Joneses. When you see Arsenal go and get Pepe, it's like, oh, we could have had yeah. well, yeah. yeah. But what was it going to be smart business? Yeah. Pepe, no matter if he does hit that top tier that everyone expects, seventy million dollars for him. Yeah. So like, you're not going to go yeah. and worry about that. Yeah. So when you already have the guys that you need, 
you go to war with them. Yeah. And that's, that's what Liverpool have decided to do. They're I'm, trusting in the guys they have in the side, rather than trying to bring in someone else to have to integrate. And then, all right, well, now, even if he does get to that level, who do we put in? Are we going to rotate? No. Yeah. We like our starting 11. Let's go with him. And yeah. plus, like, you know, from a philosophy standpoint of the locker room, like, how do you turn to a guy and be like, work hard and you'll get your chance if every summer you're just going out going and buying replacements? Yeah. It shows no faith in the guys that you have around. These are guys that just went and won the biggest trophy they possibly can. And, and put up 97 points. Yeah, and so. you're going to turn around and look at them and go, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're just not good enough. We have to bring in $150 million worth of players. What does that say to Rian Brewster if you go and buy someone in the yeah. summer? And a player we only still have because you made assurances to exactly. him that he was going to play. So. Yeah, man. I mean, the the depth's there. And you know what? You won't probably see it for like three or four years when all these youngsters we did buy start coming through the squad. And you'll be like, oh, wait a second. Pretty good planning there. Trust the process. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Trust the process. So it's a project. And look, the, there was a really good conversation on one of the fan media podcasts about like how both managers kind of stood still. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Yeah. Like, they're satisfied. They're, satis- they're okay with what they got. And they're looking around and going, okay, I've won a title. Oh, for if you're Pep Guardiola, we won three trophies. How can I – what am I really going to buy that's going to make this that much better? Yeah. And people are like, well, it's negligent that he's, you know, now without a center back. I'm like, yeah. yeah. But like, I mean, it you was don't, a little bit. But... A little bit, but, like, do you really plan for – I guess that's the extreme case. It's the extreme. Like, it's just like a, a series of events has occurred that exposed their one weakness. Mm-hmm. But like we said, we were, we were talking a little bit earlier about, all right, so if, well, how does City reel off 18 wins in a row? Because you know they can do that. Just cut the cut the chains off. Stop trying to control the game all the time and go win yeah. every game 6-3. Hey, remember when they scored <laughs> seven against Watford a few weeks ago? Uh, yeah, yeah, right after they <laughs> scored eight against Watford in the FA Cup final. Yeah, right? So, like, they, I mean, they legitimately wouldn't have to worry. They don't really need to worry about their defense. But the point being is we have the depth, and it's been proved out in the early part of the season. Yeah, if the worst-case scenario in the history of mankind happens where all three of the front three somehow collapse and then Van Dyke gets hurt – and then Allison gets hurt again. Yeah, we'd be in a tough scenario. But that's everyone yeah. would. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are in the league. No one has that type of depth, no. right? No one just is like stacked from one to twenty-three. Another thing, to, another thing to keep in mind: you can only register twenty-five players for the Premier or League, or one to twenty-five. Yeah, that are over uh, twenty-three years old or twenty-one years old. Yeah. You can only have a certain number of foreign players in the squad. You have to have eight homegrown players in the squad when you select it. So there's reasons why things don't, don't happen. And, yeah, once again, 97 points in the Champions League. What is there really to improve upon? It, you do it again the same way, I'm almost certain we'll win it this time. <laughs> I mean, look at, most... it this, look at it this way. We didn't really make dra- – I mean, we signed Allison, granted, but we didn't really drastically improve the outfield team uh, from the Champions League final that we lost in Kiev. No, not really. I mean, what, Naby Keita came in. Yeah, and that's about it. But he didn't really. Did he played really part. Fabinho lot, came no. in, but Fabinho did, and okay, so in the second half of the yeah, season, yeah. he makes this huge difference. Yeah. So, you know, small like little improvements were the difference, but the main difference was the desire and the determination, which comes from Klopp yeah. and is the culture within the team. And looking at it, I have no doubt. Like last year, where their only goal was to win the Champions League, I'm pretty sure their only goal this year is to is win that the Premier, Premier League title. Yeah. That's what they want. Listen, folks, 38 0 and 0. It's still on. Listen, we will break football. When was the last time we were eight games into a season and 38-0-0 was on the table? Never. 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 I, don't, I can't we're remember We're only the time. second team ever to win our first eight games in the Premier League. Wow. So, the first was City. Yeah. They did it first. No, it was actually Chelsea. 
Oh wait, so City didn't do that? No, they drew last year and they oh, drew. They had right. a draw that's like right, prior right. to that, mm. and then they went on that like thirteen game or four whatever in the middle. of They the always season. have like a fourteen game unbeaten run. We're doing that right now. But well, we've yeah we've 17. actually done that quite a bit. Seventeen on the bounce, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? Uh, 13-14, we won 14 matches in a row. That's yeah. how we got ourselves into the title mix, because in yeah. November we were in fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right, next point I have, James Milner, the greatest free transfer in history? Dude, we've, okay. <laughs> Matip, free. Yeah. Milner, free. Uh, well, Trenton Academy product. I'm trying to think, who else was free? We've got like three or four guys that are. I'm trying to think of the squad right now. I don't think we have another free one that we mm-hmm. brought in the current squad. Okay, the current squad. But, but going well, back, going Adrian, back. Adrian. If oh, you want to throw him in there. Yeah, Adrian. True. Adrian. <laughs> free agent. How could we forget? What was he, two days before the season started? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. Hey, man. Yeah. Plucking these free transfers. Dude, we're the three, Michael Edwards is the free transfer master. <laughs> yeah, like, right? He's incredible. Oh, it's so funny to see city city fans fume about James Milner. And you saw that video I posted. It's controversial opinions. Yes. James Milner, the greatest English midfielder of his generation. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> but when you think about it, and you start to make arguments against it, who do you say is better than him in the last ten years at midfield for England? For England. For England. I mean, as far as the longevity goes, I mean, you you, you got to remember he came in as a young dude. He was yeah. like the the superstar at yeah. uh, what sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, in the year two thousand. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that his the generation before him is Paul Scholes, Lampard, Gerrard. Yeah. So he doesn't he doesn't sniff that. But no. Paul, but after that, ah. who is he competing with? Michael Carrick, Eric Dyer. <laughs> Eric Dyer. <laughs> I mean, Jordan Henderson, but he's... Uh, Hendo, but like, let's, let's not act like Hendo's been nearly as good for England as he has been for Liverpool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Liverpool... Well, not for, I'm not saying for England, but English players. Oh, English players. Mm-hmm. He's won a Champions League. He's won leagues. But even Hendo's, like, he's not been as consistent. He's yeah. had some wild dips in his career. He's had some injury trouble. James Miller's never had any of that. Yeah. He's been, like, steady Eddie the yeah. whole time. And then it comes down to it. And he can play 11 positions. <laughs> there's, a game winning, there's a game-winning penalty at the end of the match. Who do you turn to? Yeah. Oh, you, don't think, you don't even think about going to anyone other than Milner. Yeah. It was funny because people were like, get Milner off the pitch. Then we win the penalty. And they're like, thank God we didn't get Milner <laughs> off the pitch. <laughs> but hey, the, the ball on Amane is a weak foot pass from James Milner. It's a oh, left, the first one. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, 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 the goal, yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's an incredibly weighted ball. Yeah. Like, it's so beautifully Around weighted. Around the defender... And then it just checks up nicely yeah. so they can just run straight onto Listen, it. Listen, James Milner, the greatest English midfielder of this generation. If someone has a better argument of someone else, I Let can't. Let us know. I can't. I'm drawing We're a blank. Waiting. Ross Barkley? <laughs> Deli Ali? No. It's James Milner, man. And yeah. for free. For, for free. free. <laughs> and then he was told he'd play center midfield and he played left back. <laughs> and, like, he's, he's a he's constant professional. He's played left back. He's played right back. He's been an, a true number seven. Yeah, he's been a, a solid midfielder. Yeah, like, uh, assist king of the Champions League. Yeah, you know? still holds the record. Look, it was a Manchester United fan arguing it too. So if a Manchester United fan saying that a City and Liverpool player is the greatest English midfielder, there's probably some substance to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But yeah, James Milner, impressive. I'm pretty sure when he grabbed the ball to take the penalty, his his brain just emptied out, and he was like, "I am boring, James Milner." And he just stood there, blank, blank, blank brain. It's Didn't the, think the about anything. The keeper's trying to get a read yeah. on him, and it's just white wall. Just paper. staring <laughs> off. Yeah. He's just staring off in the distance with the eyes of a goat with his mouth open. <laughs> no, uh, I guarantee you, he was thinking about, like, what am I going to have for dinner? Yeah. What pairs nice with Rabana? Listen, late at night. Uh, I have to do the ironing when I, I get home. Did I leave the garage open? No, By I the way, you can get Ribena at Publix in the international food aisle. I just want, I, I'm thinking about trying it. Like. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sounds like we got some drinks for the Halloween party online. Oh, I'm getting it. On me. Ribena chugs. Two chugs of Ribena. <laughs> Ribena chugs. Let's chug see how it mixes Montesa. with vodka. Kind of defeats the purpose, but. Yeah, it does. I mean, James Milner would not be pleased with your choice to spike Ribena as he is a teetotaler. We're just going to get a big jug, like one of those, you know, the vats with a yeah. tap on it, and I'm making Ribena cocktails. It's like the, like, like That's the, happening. When you go to the, the frat parties in college. And, and oh, they the jungle juice? Yeah, oh. yeah. Put some, put some uh, like Jolly Ranchers in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> like a gin bucket with Ribena. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. But yeah, just to round out the review, as you said earlier, we're just doing what championship sides do. Right. Yeah. Just winning the games how we have to. It doesn't matter. They, they United can... did this shit for years, and we hated it. We hated it. And, we, and you, know, you know how I know that we're doing the same thing is because I'm hearing opposition fans, particularly United fans, be like, oh, God, Liverpool's overrated. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. I remember saying that like 2012, 13, and probably half the years before that. But I remember saying that because you all would just squeak out these ugly results on bullshit penalties and all these other like fluky goals. Like Frederico Machida. Yeah, like Frederico Machida winning you the title. All right, so don't even give us a hard time. Like, this is what title winning sides do, and you know it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to respect it, man. Yeah. We gotta, whatever you got to do, killer instinct. Let's turn the switch on and let's go. Let's yeah. win the match. And that's we what we've been find doing. a way. All right, real quick, a look around the league, as we did last time. Yes. First question, are City falling off? I mean, a little bit. We are seeing that, you know, they needed to make a little bit of defensive reinforcement, and they didn't do it. And I don't know, like, Rodri's been okay, but what do you do with him and Kyle Walker? Like, how do you make this work? Or do they just go three at the back? Do you just throw caution to the wind and, like we said, turn it into a tennis match and see who wins? Like, let's just win 6-3. That's probably their best bet. Yeah. We still like they still can win eighteen games in a row. It yeah. could happen, but I don't know. Yeah, I, think, I, I don't uh, see it happening right now. It it was like what a decade since someone repeated the title and they did it last year. How long has it been since someone's won three on the bounce? No, has probably anyone? T- I think United did it in United the nineties or early two thousands. Yeah, I think you're right. And so like it's a hard thing to do uh, to win a three on the bounce. It's a lot of pressure and high intensity football and high concentration levels to keep for. A thousand days. Well, and I, I, the other thing is, is teams are just having a go at them. Yeah. Teams are like, all right, don't be scared of them. Let's just make, let's just go see what happens. Look at Norwich. Yeah. Who saw that coming? Yeah. You know. Yeah. The, the one thing I wonder about with City is whether or not Pep is going to be able to adapt to now this new thing that they have with the injuries. Well, are they going to be willing to go and play forward and attacking <laughs> and just go and just throw caution to win, as you said, or do they want to be the masterful tacticians that we saw last year and the year before? Well, they can't do that right now, but do they? are they going to be arrogant and stick to what they think is the best way to do it, yeah. or are they going to play to what they have to work with? Yeah. yeah. Is, is Pep that, willing to change his system around his guys? Because for years, ever since he was at Barca, we know one thing. They're going to own the ball. Yeah. Right. They're going to control the game. But right now, maybe controlling the game is not the best thing for them. Right. Yeah, I mean, and to, to your point, can Pep adapt? I don't, I'm trying to think back if at any point in his career he faced something like this where he quite clearly had a position where he only had one choice and the second option would have to be a defensive midfielder mm-hmm. or something else. The only one I can come up with is Javier Mascherano at Barca. But that was more of an optional move. Like, he chose to move Mascherano. I mean, they owned that league. It was yeah. different. Yeah. And, like, they did plan to move Fernandinho to center back this year regardless because they brought Rodri in and, like, yeah. to prolong his career the same way they did Mascherano at Barcelona. Which I can't wait to see. But Red now, cards galore. But now it's, it's a pressurized <laughs> scenario where... 
Like, he's not learning at the leisure of when he wants to learn this position. Yeah. He's being thrown in there, yeah. and he has to perform like, like that. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting because I don't think you're right. I don't know if Pep has ever had to be that flexible. Well, no, because like in the past, when when they got to a point where it's like, okay, we're getting kind of stale in this project, he would move on. Yeah. I mean, he didn't stay. He didn't overstay his welcome at Barcelona. And then when he got to a point, kind of bored there over in Germany. Yeah. He moved on. Yeah. Like he he's not the kind of guy that's going to stick with the system for 15 and 20 years just to keep going. Like yeah. if he feels like this project, I'm at my peak. I'm yeah. good. He'll absolutely walk away. I mean, that's that just seems to be his. That's character. what I thought this summer was going to happen. I yeah. honestly was. I honestly. He, he, he seems like he just might get to a point where it's like, all right, I've achieved what I wanted. I was yeah. like, you perfection. know, perfection. Move on now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as far as like in in England, in English football, he has nothing left to prove. So no, I thought, right. no, I thought this He's summer, won every trophy. after winning 198 points over two seasons, having the two top points totals, winning back-to-back titles for the first time in the decade, a league cup and an FA cup. I thought he was going to go to Juventus so he two could work, work with Ronaldo because he is a mm. football nerd. So I yeah. figured like a chance to work with Ronaldo would have been too good to pass up. Yeah. And apparently, well, and they have, I mean, they complete own that, completely own that league. So he could just focus on the Champions League, which is the one on thing you. that Pep wants more than anything. Which is the honest. one thing that Juve supporters want more oh, than yeah. anything. Oh, yeah. Their, their history of going to finals and losing is, is a if sad they one. Can, if he can deliver them he, uh, another European title, like he'll go down as a legend there. He's already a legend at Barcelona. Yeah. He's made City into what they are today. So he goes down as like one of the greatest managers of all time already. But if he does that, yeah. it's like that final piece. And I like that you pointed out with Ronaldo, working with Ronaldo. It's They're almost kind of similar when you think about their career paths, the fact that they've been brilliant everywhere they've been. Yeah. But it's been a new challenge for Ronaldo. Like, okay, I'm dominating here in England. Let me go to Spain now with the biggest country or biggest club in the world. Yeah. Let me go play for Real. All right, this is cool. I'm still great. Let me go try it out in Italy. Like yeah, yeah, Pep kind of has that same kind of mo, where it's just like I've dominated where I'm at. Let me take on the new challenge. Yeah. yeah, and Pep is very competitive like that. And there's no manager that's ever won in all four major leagues in mm. Europe, uh-huh. and he would be the first one to do it if he did go to Italy. So I thought it was going to happen this summer. It, it, it happens next summer. Apparently, he's <laughs> invested. But yeah, I, like I gotta get I gotta get this oil money off my resume. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's going to get any easier or any better for City going forward, personally. No, nah, yeah. look, they've got a target on their backs. Their Champions League group has them traveling all over the map. So, I don't, you know, yeah. it's going to be a, a big uphill battle for them, and then we'll see who they draw once they – because they're going to win that group even with all the travel. I was going to say, that group is still a bunch of nights yeah. off. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next up, who's your top four at this point? Because it's gone tits up. I'll let you guys go first. Go ahead. All right, well, I mean, obviously, Liverpool and City. Yeah. That's that's a given. Yeah. After that, I really do think Leicester deserve to be there. I think they might just be the third best team in England. Yeah, well, that's a good and, shout. I mean, after that, eh, yeah. Arsenal, <laughs> Chelsea. Yeah. I, I will say, I will the say, sound effect was the perfect description. <laughs> <laughs> I will say... I will say for Chelsea, I am really buying into the youth movement. I, I, I don't just think it's something that's happening because uh, they've gotten some... Favorable matchups early on. I think that's. I think this is going to be a legit side with Chelsea. I, yeah. I don't know if they're going to stay up in the top four the rest of the year. They may have that one bad game and then a terrible run of uh, results. But I, I, I like what they're doing. Yeah. So I will say Chelsea four. I'll yeah. just put them there. Tammy Abraham, if he's going to stay atop the league in goals and keep it up, he probably won't. But I'll, I'll give him that. And even then, they have Olivier Giroud behind him, who you know he's a who gaunt- can't get a game. Yeah. <laughs> He Christian Pulisic can't get in there. Yeah, yeah. No, he, it's not a bad side. He's no. a, they still got Pedro. Giroud's a donkey, like legitimately a donkey. 
but he can score goals and assists. You know what? If you, he's when you want to play a certain way, yeah. Like if you want to play where like the back strike, to goal, target back to man, goals, target man, hold the ball up, get everybody else mm-hmm. involved. Giroud is really good at that. Hey. So I, I mean, he was a focal center point and key a part of the French World Cup team somehow. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say, he wins the Europa League with them last year. Yeah, he had a pretty good game that that final against Arsenal. Yeah. I'll, I'll say one more thing about Chelsea. So last year with Eden Hazard in that side, you mark him out the game. What did they really have left attacking? Yeah. Eh, not a ton. This year, they can get it from anybody really on yeah. the field. They have a bunch of different angles they can go and attack from. So when you got that team that's kind of average across the board, but that means that's no one guy you can go yeah. and just take out the game, it makes them kind of difficult to play against. Well, and, like, do they remind you of somebody right now? Yeah. Who? Uh, they kind of remind me of us a little a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where we can't defend. Like, like them and they Arsenal. They're going to give up a bunch of goals. Yeah. But they're going to score a bunch of goals, mm-hmm. and they're going to play. This is the most interesting I've ever seen Chelsea be. Like, I have never been this, like, entertained by a Chelsea squad. Intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you you watch them play, and you're like, this team's kind of fun to watch, man. They're almost (laughs) likable. Yeah, Yeah, right? Almost. Like, Frank Frank Lampard is fat and likes eating pies. (laughs) But do I, like, really, really hate him anymore? I don't know. I can respect him a little bit. He was a good footballer or whatever. Nowhere near Steven Gerrard, but that's a discussion for a different time period. (laughs) Uh, And probably involving some Chelsea fans, unfortunately. But, uh... Yeah, man, like, they aren't dis- despicable. And between them and Arsenal, the two teams trying to do what we did in 13-14, they're doing it better than Arsenal are. And yeah. they are, like, the next thing I had up here is, like, which top six team's going to take the initiative? Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, or Manchester United? And Chelsea's the one that's taken the most initiative. Yeah, I mean, it's them and Arsenal. It's yeah. going to be one of those two. I, I think uh, Tottenham, it's going to be a long campaign. Yeah. I think I got them, I got them finishing, like, fifth, sixth, seventh, somewhere in there. United even below that, like it's because mm-hmm. they're you, they're not gonna just go and get the next coach and then do another fourteen run. They're gonna grind it out. They'll survive all this, yeah, and probably finish like eighth. It's a pin- but, it's a pinnacle moment for Manchester United. Yeah. As I said in the fantasy show, they're going through their Roy Hodgson moment. Yeah, and though they are financially more sound than we were at that point, as I, I posted on the in the group that we are in, uh, values diminished. Yeah, their financial value is diminishing. Chevrolet wants out of the sponsorship deal. The stadium's crumbling. Yeah. Remember last year with the water pouring in through the roof and yeah. everything? Yeah, <laughs> like, Old Trafford was the gem of the Premier League when it was fully renovated in the 90s. Yeah. It's two decades later now. Yeah, it's old. Um, they've kind of, when Liverpool fell off in the 80s, in the early 90s, it's because they got satisfied and content with their status and didn't build upon it yeah. and didn't move forward with the new era. The longer they stick around with Ed Woodward operating the football side of things, the more difficult it's going to get for them to turn around. I think it, it gets worse and worse. I mean, look at some of the signings <coughs> they've made in the last few windows. Fred. Uh, I mean, all right, so last window you had Bissaka and uh, McGuire. Both mm-hmm. decent signings, fine. But, like, you now got Sanchez is out the door. You just lost a bunch of money on that. Lukaku's out the door. You've lost a bunch of money there. Are you, and you've lost a bunch of goals in the process. Yeah. yeah. I don't really know where goals come from for them right now. Or, like, wh- yeah. who who's the guys that you turn to in the moments like we have that, you know, it pressure's on. Daniel Hamas. It's all <laughs> yeah. on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you said Hamas. Because yeah. he has been their most I mean, brilliant player. Yeah. <laughs> they would say Rashford, but then we got to consider Rashford. And I think, I, I don't know if I told you this stat. I might have told someone at the Horse and Jockey, but... At this point in his career, uh, Marcus Rashford has about the same number of games and goals as Nicholas Bentner did at this point in his Oof, career. And Nicholas Bentner comparison. became a huge meme about how he could, like Emil Heskey was about how shitty he was and how he couldn't play. Wow. So if Marcus that's Ra- crazy, right? I didn't even know that. 
and Jesse Lingard is the oldest up and coming youngster <laughs> oh. you've ever seen. Isn't he 26? Yeah, 27. 27. 27. Yeah. 27. They keep calling him young. Still got potential, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, yeah. The potential. Like, Theo Walcott's still an up and coming youngster. For the <laughs> he's 31. Yeah, but he's an up and coming youngster. We remember him from the. He has a young face, folks. Yeah. That's it. He's yeah. good skin. United. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if United have a season this year like Chelsea did that one year where they finished 10th. Yeah, and they're just like out of it. I, my, I told you guys my top four is a little wild. I mean, yeah, us, City, either second or third. We'll see how this stretch goes without without Laporte in there. Yeah. I think they could slip down a little bit and then just say screw it, we're going for Europe. But if that, in any case, they'll be in the top four, no problem. I got Leicester like you because I, I do think they're the real deal. I think Brendan Rodgers is in the right time in his career, the right like headspace to get them to that point. And you've still got Vardy firing at a pretty decent level. So they're going to get goals. And then I think I think Arsenal will round out the top four. Just I think at some point they're going to rattle off a little stretch of, of wins. Obama Yang will just keep scoring. I, I'm, like When we talk golden boot guys, I really think mm-hmm. Obama Yang is going to win it by himself this year. And they've got young talent. Like Pepe will find his footing get settled in, start scoring some goals, creating more goals. You've still got Lacazette. Ceballos. Mm-hmm. Ceballos, who's been a, he's a really good kind of number 10, <laughs> number 8 type player. Although he's already jumped ship. He's already come out this international break. He goes, they asked him about a permanent move. He goes, my dream is to play at Real Madrid. Yeah, well, <laughs> doesn't matter. You're playing here for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so like, at the end of the day, I think Arsenal will get it. Chelsea will be fun to watch. And I, I, I agree with everything that you said about them right now. They are... Kind of cool. Like, they're almost likable. Yeah. I think they'll finish fifth, though. So, Just because of the inconsistencies at the back. Kepa's not having a great season. I, but part of that is because of how much he's being exposed to. Yeah. yeah. So Statistically, he's been dreadful. Yeah. But, I mean, so much of that comes down to, you know, what's in front of him. It's yeah. Just, yeah. So, I agree. Liverpool City, I think Leicester will be in there. I don't and think... I, I would say Chelsea, if they could... Sorry, not to interrupt, yeah. but... If they could spend in January and go get a center back, then I'd be like, oh, well, they'll, stro- they'll sort it out. But I, the I think fact you could say they, the same for Arsenal, though. Yeah. Well, no, but at least Arsenal can go buy people. Yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea's Chelsea still banned. They yeah, literally right. can't spend literally the money. Can. So yeah. because of that, I think that they'll finish fifth. And that'll be something that kind of like haunts them is that being banned from the window. Yeah. Yeah. So, to, so to counter your argument, just throw a wrench in it. So I'll do I'll – Always. Do Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool City, Leicester are up in there, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I'll put Chelsea over Arsenal because if you look at Unai Emery's career, mm-hmm. brilliant in the Europa League. Yeah, that's true. He's the only manager that lost the title at PSG in the last 10 yeah. years. Uh, at Sevilla, they were consistently finishing mid-table when they were yeah, winning the Europa true. Leagues. He is not a very good league manager. Yeah. So, Although I'm still expecting him to like figure that out. And the whole, <laughs> whole, the whole thing with how he's handling Ozil looks very bad. Like, refusing to let him get in the squad. There's something going on there that they're not talking about. Ozil just put his house up for sale in London. Yeah, no, he he's, be... go- he's gone. I mean, he should just go to MLS or something. <laughs> yeah, but so, like... The, there the... was talk of him joining DC United at one point. So, so like, until they sort that scenario and, be, and possibly be able to spend that, you know, the, he's earning, like, what, 300000 a week almost? So, I'm going to throw this at you. All right, so, what if it's us and Salzburg that get out of our group in the Champions League. And Napoli ends up back in the Europa League. And Arsenal's in there as well. And in January, Arsenal bought Koulibaly. Yeah, that would be interesting. 
But I think Napoli, since they are so high up in Serie A, they have a they stranglehold on Koulibaly's career right now. They, no, I agree, probably. Also, isn't it run by the mob? So. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Everything in Italy is run he's by not the mob. Allowed, <laughs> <laughs> he's not allowed to leave or they take his kneecaps. Everything, everything in Italy is run by the mob, let's be honest. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's it's. I don't know which of the top six teams is going to really grab the initiative. The only one that's really been doing it so far is Chelsea. Tottenham's yeah. fallen off. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Poch leaves in January. Me either. I mean, if I'm him, I'm looking at that Real Madrid job. Like, take me home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be weird, though, because he's an Espanol guy. He's from Barcelona. He came up through that whole thing. He's like, thing. I don't even uh, care at yeah, this point. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Isn't that a TV show? <laughs> yeah. That was an English television reference. There's a show where they put him on an island, all, all like washed-up C and B-list celebrities. <laughs> and they have to, they want to get voted off the island first. It's called, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Tune in on ITV4, Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock, folks. <laughs> anyways, 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 re- last but not least, relegation favorites. I have United Everton, just kidding. <laughs> Calm down, everyone. Uh, I think Watford are going down. Oh, Watford are done. I think they've already checked out, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> the players don't even look interested at yeah. this point. They're I like, had, whatever, another season. Had changes. Villa going down, but they whooped Norwich, so I don't know what the hell's going on at Villa. I don't know either. Sheffield looks pretty decent. I, Norwich looks like now they possibly are thinking about going down. Um, the bottom of that table, though, is is pretty tight. Right now in the early Yeah, part. I mean, one win can completely change. I mean, Newcastle was there, you know, and they bounce right up to, like, what, 15th, 16th now, so. The yeah. important thing to keep in mind as we are about to transition into the look ahead for Liverpool is that if we beat Manchester United this weekend, we could possibly send them to the relegation zone. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> if, if you didn't just have an orgasm in your pants... Are you even listening? Let me repeat. <laughs> uh, we can send yeah, Manchester United to the relegation zone if we beat them. So looking ahead, obviously, right out the gates. We're going to go through the, uh, the, re- uh, the fixtures, but here we go. United away, midweek gank away. Then we have Tottenham at home, Arsenal in the League Cup at home midweek, Villa away on the weekend, gank midweek at home, and then before the next international break, we finish with City. At home. At home which could be a very crucial match in the early part here. Although at that point we're looking at, what, 15 games in? Or no, 12 games in? 12 games yeah. in. So, all right, you've got, what, four league games in there? Yeah. And then you've got two Champions League fixtures and a League Cup. So where do you want to be? What's your ideal number? Because, like, let's just say these are, these are some tough games. You've yeah. got Old Trafford has never been kind to us. A draw away at Old Trafford is never, like, a disaster. This, but see, here's the point, but, right? But, but here's the thing: is is it now a disaster? No, because yeah, right. Because the gap between mm. us, like, shouldn't we be beating them? So, like last year, the draw was disastrous because of where it was in the season. Yeah. But like, here's to the point: if we draw away to United in this early portion of the season, it's going to be a wonderful point. Although it, in the in the mm. grand scheme of things, they are really poor right now. Yeah. And we this is our best opportunity to go there in quite some time and beat them. Yeah. But we know, like, you have to take this game seriously. Yeah. Like, because it's. They can oh, always they can always deliver you a blow. We did it to them all the time when we were like sixth and seventh every year. Mm-hmm. They would come to Anfield and somehow yeah we'd pull two goals out of our ass and win yeah. the game. It's just, it does happen in these games. Well, I'm looking at both of the United game and the Tottenham game because those are obviously games that Liverpool on merit should win pretty yeah. easily. Yeah, but you understand 
playing at United and playing against Tottenham, those are still two big clubs, regardless of how poor they look, regardless of how poor run their form has been. It's still a challenge. Tottenham will see that game as their moment to turn the season. And if they win that game, yes, the, revenge, that, obviously. Yeah, but, but no, that, but they turn their season around. Yeah. Because to them, they can. that's something to get behind. You yes. can get everybody behind that idea. And you can get – so if you go and you get that result, they all look at each other and go like, yeah, we can still do this, man. Yeah. To, and, so, yeah, to be honest, I think those two games are way bigger than the City game, to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, at this that's point that's in the a year. fair point. I mean, with an eight-point gap, if you think about it, if you win every other game and lose the City twice, you still win the title by exactly. two if they win every match. Exactly. And those are games you're supposed to win. Yeah. The City game, okay. You get a win, it's the you one, get a draw, great. It's the one team that's on your truly on your level in every way. Yes. And you go, okay, well, you can, anything can happen in You that can game. take that loss more less or excuse me more so than you can take a loss to a team you're supposed to beat yeah and people you lose to a team you're supposed to beat no that's it and people say they're like six pointers but are they really no not really no they're, they're. three pointers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, like. um and like so like for me it's like yeah you're right these next two matches coming out in the league really really big it's it's also really fortunate for us that we get gank in there now gank are no pushovers they did handle napoli at home they did. They have a bit of an atmosphere there, and they have and I think maybe the six-two result for Salzburg is more a testament to how good Salzburg is. Hey, listen, I want to have a whole discussion about Salzburg and how you're going to see like five or six of those players <laughs> coming to the Premier League in the next three or four years. And I want Eight Boy. I want him. <laughs> Bro, the missing link. <laughs> I was texting David the whole time. I'm like, I don't care. I want this kid. He is, <laughs> dude. He's a specimen. He w- made Fabinho look frail. Like they were standing next to each other, and Fabinho looked like a little stick figure. And this kid, when he ran, looked like he was pulling air with his arms. He <laughs> he was running like this, and it looked like it was so laborious. But when you watch it back, he was just gliding like a Cadillac all over the place. Like it was effortless. <laughs> scores a hat trick in his first Champions League game. Scores at Anfield yeah. as a substitute when he's sick. He's like six foot nine. I don't know. He he's looks massive. He looks like a monster. Uh, he, he's, he's terrifying. Frankensteinish. Well, who was their number ten? Uh, the, the guy who had the uh, the first goal. The Japanese. The guy. Japanese kid. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. It was his like Matsumura or someone like that. Yeah. But Silky. He looked, dude. He was. Oh, yes. He, he looked really good. He looked impeccable. He turned Van Dyke. He yes. did. He, he sent Van Dyke for a hot dog. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> and you can see in the highlight, as soon as he does it, Van Dyke goes, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> this is going to be on every social media page. Gosh. But that Salzburg team, very spicy. A lot of talent. Yeah. They are a Red Bull They're team. They're getting beat up for the locker room video. But, I mean, no. if you're look, if you're oh, Salzburg, no. you've got to take that marketing opportunity. This is the most interested anybody's been yeah. in you for a while. And then you've got this manager that speaks that language and everything. I was going to say that was impeccable. I was, I was like, like oh, I was blown away. I, was like, I didn't know he speaker. spoke that sure. well. Like, yeah. and then the way he would switch between that and English had like this real like cowboy bravado <laughs> yeah. about it. I was like, man, this is like the most American thing I've seen all week. Yeah. And <laughs> you know what? To their credit, like he got in there. He's like, stop being scared. Play your football. Get into him. Get stuck in. Yeah. He's like, fliegen, fluggen, stuck in. <laughs> Van Dyke does the elbow. (laughs) And to this credit, they got it to 3-3. No, and look, he motivated his team. Like, at the end of the day, isn't that what a manager's supposed to do? Exactly. But anyways, back to it. Having gank in between the United and Tottenham games benefits us because it is an easier team. We can rotate in there. We can focus on the United. If we beat United... To your point, it puts an even bigger target on our back for Tottenham because oh, yeah. we'll be going for the all-time win streak record if yeah. we beat if we beat United. It'll be the Champions League final, you know, rematch, revenge. Rematch. It'll be the Anfield undefeated run on the line still again yeah. that they can end. 
and obviously beating the league leaders at that time. So I don't expect Harry Kane to be standing for like most of the match. Right. Like it's just going to be rolling around. So <laughs> by the end of this run, where do I want to be? Uh, I want to be at least five to six points up. I would take five. Yeah. Five is fine yeah. with me. I think that's, you know, you go into December and you're like, because here's the thing, from their point of view, from City's point of view, like eight is fine. Because they're going to look at our December. Yeah. Stacked, stacked fixture congestion. You've got to play Napoli during that stretch. You've got to go to the FIFA Club World Cup and have that distraction. Mm-hmm. And then your fate when you come home, you're facing Boxing Day and then that run into January, February, and that is not... No, it's we not all a fun, know it's not that's a fun time. not our favorite time of the year. Yeah. Right? So they're going to look at that and go, look, they'll drop points eventually. Yeah. Just stay level with where we are right now because we only need them to take a couple of draws and we win. And now eight-point gaps, a four-point gap. Yeah. And we, similarly, if we go to the Christmas period up five points, it makes that congested fixture f- you know, run for them hyper-pressurized. Yeah. Well, like, and have you seen their run once they come back from international yeah. break? I mean, we should I'll pull it up real quick. But They've not is... been doing well coming back from international. I think they drew last time, and then they lost against Norwich, you know? Um, yeah. So they haven't been doing well coming back from international break. You're definitely right about that. So after they come back, let's see here. So they have Chelsea away. Then they go, they have Shakhtar at home, Newcastle away, Burnley away, <coughs> home to United. They got to go out to Dynamo Zagreb. Away to Arsenal, home to Leicester, and then Boxing Day, they're away to Wolves. Yeah. That's, that's a tough run. That's not like I mean, you heard beat. all of those aways. <laughs> and then the home that they get in there is Leicester. Yeah. yeah. Leicester yeah. and United are in some of their homes in there. Right. And, and Vincent Company not... is no longer here to smash 40-yard <laughs> strikes into the top corner that's right. against Leicester at home. Brendan Rodgers' side is going to walk in there and go, I think we all know we can do this, right? Like, Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, hey, look, it's been annoying how many ex-city managers have rolled over for them and done them favors. Yeah. West Ham drew us, like raised a level to play us, and then just rolled over for City. It's our turn. Yeah. Rafa's gone, but we got Brendan back. Yeah. So, hey, come on, do us Get some favors. Get in there, Bren. I want to see character. There's lots of character. <laughs> Very good character. That's pretty oh, good. That's, that's, that's bang on. <laughs> I just like the character. It's like a Sean Connery, but... No, the limited fake was spot on. More pretentious. <laughs> uh, anyways, anyways. In the Champions League... We're good. We're in a good position. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Second yeah. on three. We get, get these n- next gank, gank. wins. Gank, gank. Yeah. Just be ganked twice. Yeah. And, and then whatever happens with Napoli at home, and then you've got to – you Salzburg might have to get order. a Salzburg point. Yeah. But I think at that point, I'm hoping that we're at this this stage where it's just about where you're going to finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Napoli, Napoli and Salzburg going head-to-head for the next two matches, someone's got to do us a favor. I don't care if it's Salzburg or Napoli. If Salzburg wants to win both of those, great. If Napoli wants to win both of those, great. But we need to, the, the chasing pack to not have as much hope when we get to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. By the time we play Salzburg away, it better not be like, well, if Salzburg wins this match, they'll finish ahead of Liverpool and get the second spot. So someone needs to do us a favor, yeah. you know? Um, okay. Just so you know, uh, the alarm went off, but I silenced it. Okay, okay. So <laughs> we're getting towards the end here. Good. Yeah. In this run, one of the things I am looking for real quick, the Arsenal League Cup match, I think is going to be a glorified under-23 game, which I'm excited about. I'm excited about it, too. I think, you know, that's two good academies, two good teams. Not only that, but the youngsters that will probably play for both sides, but particularly focusing on ours, they'll get a taste of Anfield. 
On a big night. Yeah, on a yeah. night game. It'll feel like a big night. In a big game. And it'll be youngsters in the crowd because the League Cup tickets op- usually go to youngsters in the yeah. city. They're cheap. Yeah. So it'll be an interesting little atmosphere. It'll be an interesting little match. And I'm excited to see our youngsters versus their youngsters. Yeah. Our supplemented B squad, kind of, versus their supplemented B squad. Because they're not in a position to take the League Cup fully serious and field their first team. No, like the, we all know what their challenge yeah. is. It's they've, top four. They've got Europa League and they've got top four to worry about. So they've got matches in there where they're going to want to rest their first teamers yeah. uh, in that match. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, this run here is a chance to throw down a marker and prove ourselves, man. Yeah. Beat, beat United, beat Tottenham, and beat City in that run, and people are going to undoubtedly have to admit. Like if you win those three, I'm willing to say we're going to be 11 up. Yeah. And that is going to crank up the pressure on yeah, just man. like everything from there. Hey, listen, they're all cup finals now. Yeah, they are. Yeah. No, they are. And so one at a time. And listen, I don't think United's looking at every match as a cup final, and I don't think Tottenham's looking at every match as a cup final. City, yeah. And we'll get to that City game, and it'll be very interesting to see given their scenario, if they come with a different tactic. Because last year, they sat back, defended, played the counterattacking football. Uh, but they had the defensive players in there. They had Laporte on the left wing guarding out Mo Salah. Um, they had, I forgot who played center back, but I think company was in there with uh, Otamendi. Or probably Otamendi John Stones. But they had the defensive stability, and they came there with the point of just don't lose. Yeah. Just don't yeah. lose. And you know what? To their credit... <coughs> It's how they won the title in the end is just by not losing at Anfield. Yeah. But this time around, they can't really come here with the confidence of sitting back and defending. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I think it's going to be an open game I to, think, a, to an uh, extent. I mean, as much as these two will open up against each other. I think this is our chance with Allison coming back. Hopefully Matip's healthier. Will I be full strength for the first time all year? Like, that's true. crazy yeah. to think. Yeah. That yeah, that's true. This is going to be our first time full strength. And at the perfect perfect moment where the, the, the real tests are coming. Yeah. And so, hey, man, I'm, I'm excited because I, I legitimately think that we can actually just run the table. The only one I'm looking at where I'm a little hesitant about saying we'll win is Arsenal in the League Cup. Yeah, but it's, if we lose it, it's like, okay. Well, Youngsters, whatever, yeah, you know? We um, as long as we play well. And it's like one of those, like, for instance, when we lost to Napoli, perfect time to lose a match. Perfect time. It's the first Champions League group match. You don't want to lose it, obviously. Right. But you're at their place. It's a tough place yeah. to go. It's if you lose it, it's not like out of like the realm of possibilities going in. Like, oh, I could never imagine Napoli could beat Liverpool. Well, no, they're well, pretty good. And in the manner that they got beat as well. It's not like Napoli yeah. dominated the game. Yeah. Penalty. Eh, yeah. Early or late on in the game, and then okay, up one. Give away a second, goal. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So like you know, I think we can win them all. But if there's, uh, if there's a moment in there where we lose a match, it's the Arsenal League Cup match, it wouldn't be too drastic. There's good times to lose football matches, as they say. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're um, going to pick one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't, I don't know, man. Tottenham's not in a good spot. United aren't in a good spot. I really fancy taking City without Laporte. Really do. Yeah. We um, are getting Tottenham and United at least at a good time. Throw down a marker. City draws a couple matches out of this break, and we're up 14. Holy crap. That's my prediction. We're up 14 by the end of the next international break. City are in fourth. The eternal optimist. Leicester in second. West Ham third. Everyone's like, what the hell's going on in the Premier League? Uh, football's canceled in January because it's very apparent Liverpool are going to win the title. I've been seeing all these meme pages like, uh, guys, get your it's our year next year jokes in now because it's about to be over. <laughs> and I, I just love it. I just love it. Do we have any questions? Uh, well, we do have one that I was very interested in, and oh. it's uh, it's from Tom. Of course, as we we mentioned Tom earlier in the pod, of course. Yeah. So, uh, but it's, what's your f- three favorite matches of the Klopp era? Of the Klopp era, mm-hmm. hmm. would you like to go first? Sure. Uh, for me, number one is Barca, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
just what a night, man. Like I, it was funny because uh, <coughs> my wife takes the day off of work, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, I was like, you've never really been there for one of these, have you? I was like, I'm just telling you, there's something different about Anfield on a big European night. I was like, you'll feel it through the damn television. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you can just feel it. And uh, it starts, and you're like, we're all, you know, all Hopeful. around the pub, and you're yeah. like, we just need one in the first half. That's it. We get it. And at halftime, Attila's like, I told you after 3 0, we were going to win 4 0 today. It's happening. Like, just the faith in the room. I was oh, loving it. Oh, yeah, man. It. It's weird. The right? vibe. Like, everybody, my hair stands up yeah. thinking about it because everybody was like, I think, we, I think we're going to do this thing. Then Jeannie comes on and just changes the game. When that third went in, we were bouncing. And she's, like, sitting there, like, like just this look <laughs> on her face, like, is this for real happening? Because yeah. she was with me the week before. Watch us get slaughtered by Barcelona. So I was like, oh, man. So just her face. And then when to score the winner that way, like, the way it's all played out and played into, like, the fan culture and everything, mm -hmm. it's just this, like, it doesn't get more legendary than yeah. that. That's number one by far. Like, it, it has to be. It has to be, right? <laughs> yeah. And then for me, number two is Dortmund. Because what a night. Like, mm. that was so emotional. You were there. Like, yeah. Well, no, so yeah. Like, and that was another night where, like, belief just kept, like, persisting, persisting. Brian and me were like, just get one every ten minutes. Yeah. And then they just got one every ten <laughs> minutes and no, came. Yeah, I remember. It was like one of I was those... sitting there with Matt. And, like, we go through one down. And I just turned to him. I'm like, well, there's enough time. If we can get one here in the next, like, 15 then we can get two in the last 15, and you never know, man. And, uh, like, it just kind of believing it, not really. And, like, that was the first, like you said, like, you have to experience one of those nights before you go into those one of those nights with, like, the belief where you're like, yeah, yeah we're going to be Barca 4 nil, of course. <laughs> um, so, like, my friend Cody, who I told you became a fan because of Balotelli, so, like, he obviously became a fan of, like, the worst time. No European nights to speak of anywhere. <laughs> um, and so, like... When it was like two nil, he texted me. He's like, "Oh, this is crap." I'm like, "You don't, you never know, man. It's Anfield, you know." Hang in there. And so for like him to like that was his first like European night, and like just getting to experience like him like having that moment, like even if it was via text, he's just saying like, "What the fuck is? This? I can't believe what the hell is this normal?" I was like, <laughs> he's like, "You called it. How did you know?" And I was like, "Cause this is what we do, man. Like, this, this is I don't know why we do it this way, yeah. but this is how we do it." Yeah, like you know, I remember at the Newcastle game, we had a bunch of members in, and they were all like, "Oh, that Barca game, right?" And I was like, "Listen, man, like you said." If we can get it to one nil at half, there's a chance. Yeah, like there's a, a the chance. main thing was that first goal had to happen. Yeah, my uh, I'll do my last one real quick, and it was just because it was like in the the time where we were going full heavy metal football was like seventeen eighteen is like the definition of what it could be, right? And the game that defines that season for me, like, in, is not. I, I know we had a lot of other great stuff, but the three nil in the Champions League at home to City is mm. like yeah. We just played them off the park. Yeah. And it was incredible to watch. Yeah. And Pep talked about it in one of his interviews. He was like, I think it was on Spanish television. He, he basically said, it's just one of those places where you have a bad moment and then you turn your back and it's 3-0. Yeah. And it's just like and you can't explain somehow it. they've gotten three mm -hmm. and you can't explain how or why or like what you're doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I mean, it was like that that chaos of that night, like that night at Anfield, what a night. Yeah. I mean, it leads to Roma, which is then another crazy night at yeah. Anfield. But it was that and the four three that season, what a just a run of games. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean like, your top three are, I I would struggle to pick a better top three. <laughs> because yeah. I mean, as far as, like, reinforcing the fan culture and reinforcing, 
like Ale Ale was taking yeah. off during that time. Reinforcing on the, last the one. mysticism that surrounds the club. Like all three of those matches did a really good job. And as far as like the doubters to believers type of mentality, they all kind of encompass well, and, it. And because of that, I would almost argue that like like Barca is the peak of it, right? Yeah. But Dortmund is the most important one because it's the first one after Klopp comes in where he make like literally that doubters to believers thing became a reality. Well, for him personally, too. I think yeah. he even said, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> he was like, I don't know. People have told me about the Zanfield thing, and I just got to experience it, and yeah. it's really fucking crazy. <laughs> so, like, I think, like, obviously, like, you know, he has to say those things, like, turn it down to believers, but, like, whether he internalizes it himself, I think that moment is the moment for him. That he was like, that is galvanized. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, he's, he's looking around going, oh, if I get all these fans on board, and, like, I get the whole, like, city to, like, buy into the mentality, then this is the type of thing that can happen. Yeah. And which is why he goes into the Barcelona, and he tells the guys, mm-hmm. if anyone can do it, it's you guys. Yeah. He's like, because I've seen you, like, overturn Dortmund in 90 minutes. Yeah. Not even 90 minutes. I've like, seen se- what this building can yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Like, and so, like, anything's yeah, possible. The, the Dortmund reinforced it, and, then like, the city one was an important time because... I think Dortmund sells us all on it, too, again. Yeah. Because for, we go through this dark period mm-hmm. where... Man, there hadn't been a lot to be too happy about other than 13, 14. And there were some of it, but all of a sudden Dortmund happens and it's like, yeah. I mean, it just turned the whole thing on its head. Like, you just realized again, like, yeah, no, we are special. Right. <laughs> yeah, so Dortmund sold it to us and Klopp. Yeah. The City match sold it to the world. Yeah. And then the Barcelona match galvanized it to its undeniable fact now. <laughs> That's what it was. Because the City match, yeah. the horse and jockey, we get a lot of Stetson kids that I play soccer with over there. And they wanted to come watch the City game or whatever. And I remember telling them beforehand, I was like, oh, I don't know, man. I saw in the press Kevin De Bruyne saying atmosphere is just atmosphere. We can deal with it. And Pep Guardiola was trying to downplay. And they're trying to take their bus on a different route into the stadium because they're afraid of the greeting. I think they're going to f- just get whooped. And when it was 3-0, all of those kids, none of them Liverpool or City supporters, just turned and looked at me like, are you a fucking wizard? <laughs> <laughs> I went outside to like just like take it in because I was just buzzing too much. And like a crowd followed me outside, and I sat in the chairs outside, and I had an audience. And, I, and they were just like, explain to us, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wise one. Yeah, what in the fuck? And I was like... What I, just happened? I just I felt, felt so vindicated, and I was just like, yeah, you know, it's just City. We can fucking, you know, hey, <laughs> play them off the park. I knew it all the time. But yeah, man. And like, like, I've had a few of these moments at the pubs where like, what happens is so outrageous, I get a rush of blood to my head, and I almost collapse. And when it went 3-0, I had to hold on to the table, and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Iron deficiencies. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even think there's even room for me or Darius to come in and be like, oh, I don't know, maybe Norwich City, 5-4. I mean, well, <laughs> I mean there, are other, there are other games that you can point out. So like the 4-3 in yeah. the league against City, that's when you realize, oh, wait, this Liverpool team can actually go square up with this unbeatable yeah. Manchester City. I would say last year at least, um, the game against Bayern in, um, oh, in Germany, yeah, that, was, that was when I realized, oh, wow, the Liverpool team that's out there actually could be the best in Europe. Yeah. Because you go into Germany after they played, I mean, it was pretty it was, miserable in the first leg. Bayern wanted to make it a nil-nil. Right. They Bayern, got what they wanted. Bayern got what they wanted out of the game. Yeah. But then you go into their house and smash them in yeah. that way. Yeah. The goal the that Mane, Mane had. Yeah. Oh my. So for me, yes. well, the big thing to come out of that game is that anybody who has doubted Mane to this point, just 
Homer Simpson backed in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they came out with a Never mind. You could absolutely say that was the. They came out. They were like, "Yeah, you should vote for him for world player." Yeah, no, you could absolutely say that was his moment when he proved I'm not just a good player. I'm not just a guy who's in good form. I'm world class, bro. I'll tear your goalie's pants off and leave him lying over there. Yeah, man, those are those are the good ones. Yeah, Barca will is gonna be one of those things that. In like 40 years, there will be a, a stuff of legends that mm-hmm, the yeah. fans talk about. It goes up there with St. Etienne. So I don't think you can usurp Barcelona from the top spot because. No, no, no. I don't like. I think I, I kind of said it like. I mean, I think we all. It's not. Yeah, 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 we're all going to kind of agree on this yeah. one. Like so, it's like if you eliminate that one, and just yeah. <laughs> come up with three more. <laughs> Which means ultimately, uh, Matt, how dare you go to that match? How dare? It's like how we're continuously beating him up about this. <laughs> How dare you experience a once in a millennium moment? <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> and yeah, that's it for episode four of Tampa Bay Cop Talk yeah, season two. We can wrap two. it up with that. Darius, pleasure. David, well, Jordan, happy to be here. Up the Reds until next time. Up the Reds.